Welcome to the Holistic Psychiatrist Podcast, a place for inspiration, insight, and information on holistic mental health. Join your host, Dr. Alice Lee, and discover critical information on safe, effective psychiatric medication withdrawal. Explore new ideas that enlighten and expand the mind with cutting-edge authors and experts, along with former patients as they share their miraculous healing journeys. It's time to build your well-being from the thought up. It's time for the Holistic Psychiatrist Podcast. Here's your host, Dr. Alice Lee. Hello and welcome to the Holistic Psychiatrist Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Alice Lee, the Holistic Psychiatrist practicing in Lehigh, Utah. Today we have Jack and I talking about a very important topic called how to heal from food sensitivities holistically. Jack, if you haven't met him already in our previous podcast, is a digital artist. He's a music producer, writer, and editor, and his website is jackintheway.net. My website is holisticpsychiatrist.com if you want to learn more about me. Jack, welcome to the podcast once again. I'm really glad you're here. Thank you very much. I'm, I'm glad to be here myself and glad we're going to get to talk about this. I really want to start with something that's pretty basic, but I think it's helpful for us to just review. What exactly are food sensitivities? Can you talk a little bit about that and explain just what it is at a foundational level? Food sensitivities means that the body is having a negative immune response to foods. And most people think of food allergies as food sensitivities. They get the two confused. Food sensitivities is different from food allergies. Food allergies, such as peanut allergies, can cause choking, anaphylactic reactions. And it's very obvious when you're having a food allergy. But food sensitivities, the way I think about it, it's more like when you get a kidney transplant, it's a foreign organ in your body. You don't have an anaphylactic reaction to the organ transplant, but Mm. your immune system is very susceptible to overwhelming that new organ and attacking it and making it no longer viable in the body. So that immune reaction to a foreign substance in the body is what food sensitivities end up being. And it's usually caused by leaky gut. What leaky gut means is that when someone doesn't keep up with the rapid turnover of cells that die off in the GI system and then need to be replaced, they end up with more and more gaps between the cells in the GI system. This can be caused by a lack of nutritional support in the body, or it could be due to illness. It could be from diets that create dysbiosis in the gut or too much candida in the gut. It could be caused by antibiotics that kill off a lot of the microbiome in the gut and then would cause candida to overwhelm the gut because there's no competition between the healthy microflora and the candida that is normally in the in the GI system. So these are all kind of underlying causes for leaky gut. There are many others, of course, but I think that leaky gut is quite common and it can happen during a very limited or confined period of time in someone's life. 
Despite that, once that leaky gut occurs, foods will leak through that are hard to digest. And the two hardest foods that are hard to digest is wheat and dairy. So those foods tend to leak through first. And one other material that tends to create a lot of inflammation already is white refined sugar. So even though it's not a problem with digestion, a lot of people develop hypersensitivity reactions to white refined sugar. And I think it's because it's so refined that the body thinks of it as almost like a foreign substance. So those are the top three. For some people whose diets don't have a lot of wheat, but may have a lot of corn, that's the food that they eat the most. And if their digestion is poor, or if they've created a specific phase in their life where they had leaky gut, the foods will leak through and develop an immune reaction against those specific foods. Wow. I was really imagining it happening as you're describing it. It's, it's quite something to hear it put that way. So you talked a lot extensively about causes, underlying causes, different ways of things coming together. Can you talk a little bit about like what the symptoms are like and maybe what it feels like to somebody that's going through that? Because mm -hmm. particularly if someone maybe is not aware currently, but if they hear this and they're like, oh, like maybe I am experiencing this. What, what are those kinds of symptoms? So there are signs and then there are symptoms. So signs are things that happened biologically in the body. Symptoms are things that you notice in terms of disruptions or dysfunctions in your mental health or physical body. So in terms of symptoms, one word that can describe food sensitivities is the word stress. So what happens is when the foods go through the lumen or the membrane that protects the gut, interior from the rest of the body, if it goes through prematurely and the immune system does not recognize those molecules as food, an immune reaction will develop. About 80% of our immune system lines or covers the gut. So most of our immune system is right around the GI system protecting us from whatever might come out of the lumen of the gut, the, the interior of the gut, and go into the rest of the body to protect the body from intrusions from foreign substances. So it's, it involves a lot of the immune system. So when you have an increase in inflammation and oxidative stress because of this activity of this attack of certain foods from the immune system, you just have what is typical of inflammation and oxidative stress. So that can affect whatever might be weak links in the body or the Achilles heels of the body. So wherever inflammation and oxidative stress flows throughout the body is going to affect parts of the body that isn't strong enough to deal with that, let's just say. You could have symptoms in the gut. You can have symptoms in terms of, think about stress. How, how does it affect people? Sometimes people will have problems with attention and focus or sleep. Other times it can cause problems with mood like depression and anxiety. It can also cause in some people, for example, motor tics. It can also cause problems with psychosis, for example, if it happens very early in life and the immune system has ballooned out into a really huge problem for that person. So these are all just a few symptoms. It can cause bipolar illness. So anything that can result from inflammation and oxidative stress 
depending on the degree and the length of dura- the duration of time that this type of problem can result in symptoms will show up. For example, when I say attention and focus, it could be one of the causes for a diagnosis of ADHD. So when a person has attention deficit disorder, rather than just treating them with a stimulant and just patch them up and make them keep going, one of the underlying problems for some people is that they have a dairy allergy or I wouldn't call it an allergy, but more like a dairy hypersensitivity reaction. The signs, of course, would be inflammation, any kind of inflammatory reaction, which can also be seen in terms of skin. So a lot of people with food sensitivities, when they stop eating foods that they're hypersensitive to, will notice that their skin will clear up, they'll have less acne, and those that's one of the issues that gets cleared when the the problem resolves. You talked a little bit about mental health and how that's impacted and affected by sensitivities. You mentioned that it can lead to things like a, a diagnosis of ADHD, it can lead to depression, amongst many other things. Can you talk a little bit about how maybe you've seen it affected by the sensitivities when the foods are stopped being eaten, et cetera. So like you said, as far as acne, that'll clear up. So like skin will clear up. Can you talk about that from a mental health context? Well, in the past, I really dismissed the importance of food sensitivities. And so I would try to use supplements to help the patient. I might use energy medicine also as an integrated part of the treatment, but I wouldn't address the the diet. And one of the things I noticed is that there, for some people whose food sensitivities are very much an integral part of the healing process, if I ignored that, they will hit a wall where they might not be able to get any better or their medications can't come down as easily. It's because that foundational level of inflammation and oxidative stress hasn't really con- con- completely resolved. So whether it's bipolar disorder, whether it's depression or anxiety, some people have a variety of different psychiatric symptoms. I I would try everything. And then if at the end, I'm like, I can't do anything more with these supplements and energy work, I'm going to have to ask the patient to change your diet and stop eating wheat and dairy. And as soon as they do that, the healing process becomes much easier for them. And they're able to come off the meds. They're able to feel less anxious. They have better energy. Their mind starts clearing and their attention and focus improve. I've seen change. And for children too, like I would try supplements. I would try energy work, especially kids with typical symptoms of what we would call bipolar disorder or attention deficit disorder. A lot of times these little kids have very severe food sensitivities. And so if you get rid of those food sensitivities, their temper goes away. They're able to focus and pay attention a lot more easily. What happens when our bodies get to a place where they're treating certain nutritious nutritious foods as enemies? And, and why does that happen? So one of the key things that happens is that the immune system gets alerted that a foreign substance has entered the body because the food hasn't been properly digested and it's leaked through a gap in the GI system. Once that happens, and this is the key realization that I had, is that once that happens, the immune system is almost like 
vaccinated against the food. It's, it's not going to forget. And so you could have a very specific period of time in your life. Let's say a person had, had a really severe illness due to difficult pregnancy and childbirth, or they may have had a period of time when they had overwhelming infections. They may have a short period of time when they just ate junk food for a year and then decided to clean up their diet. But by then it's it's too late. I mean, the, the food has leaked through, the immune system has become sensitized to certain foods. It's not just going to forget and go away. And that is something really important for people to realize because what happens is that long after that year of junk food or long after the illness has resolved, the immune system is still addressing foods as enemies and attacking the food and constantly creating inflammation and oxidative stress. And we can't live without food. So now you have, it's almost like an autoimmune reaction that never goes away. Mm -hmm. Mm. So there are two different ways that as a holistic psychiatrist, we need to address this. First is the functional aspect, which is to repair the leaky gut, to help with digestion, provide a healthy microbiome, stop the high levels of histamine and inflammation that can happen with food sensitivities, which reminds me that uh, diamine oxidase, or it's abbreviated DAO, is an enzyme that people can take for decreasing histamine with meals in the lumen of the gut. So it doesn't cross the the barrier between the GI system and the rest of the body, but it can help to metabolize some excess histamine that can occur within the GI system. And, and I haven't tried this myself yet, but there are mast cell, M-A-S-T, mast cell stabilizers that can also be very helpful. And so anything that you can do to decrease that hypersensitivity reaction is good. You want to change the diet for a, a while to bring down the histamine levels and make sure that histamine isn't driving the adrenals to release a lot of adrenaline. And that's that's just a functional or metabolic process that you have to take care of. That in and of itself, it requires concentration and work. And then on the energy medicine piece, you can do energy medicine techniques that reprogram the immune system not to have the same kind of information running through it. That means that you want to direct the energy medicine techniques to the immune system to reprogram its hypersensitivity reactions to foods. Now, when you do that, what I believe is happening is that you're reinforming the immune system to stop being hypersensitized to certain foods. However, there is a certain level of existing white blood cells and other already created cellular immune reactions to these foods that still exist in the body that had been created. So you have to wait until all of those mm -hmm. cells have been metabolized and cleared from the body. Mm -hmm. So all of these different things need to happen at the physical level before energy medicine techniques can make a permanent shift for the body. So the energy medicine techniques that can help reinform the immune system may need to be repeated over time because the cells that create the hypersensitivity reaction to the foods, they're going to encounter at least at some point during even a changed diet, 
some kind of wheat or some kind of dairy in there that's going to cause them to get activated again and cry out for more white blood cells to come and take care of this enemy. So the the more you repeat the energy medicine techniques and you take care of the functional aspects of repairing the gut, the more likely you are to completely get rid of that food sensitivity permanently. And once you can do that, of course, with energy medicine, you can actually test and see if the person has food, remaining food sensitivities. But once they can clear that, and once you've shown that the gut is no longer leaking partially digested foods, then the person can start reintroducing certain foods in small amounts to test and see if their body can handle those types of foods. And they'll discover that the foods won't trigger the same kind of stress reaction in the body as it had been. If they do it too early, let's say they stop eating certain foods that they're allergic to or hypersensitized to, but they haven't quite completed that whole complete package of healing from their food sensitivities. And then they start eating that food again. Let's say it's a holidays or something. They start eating wheat and dairy again. They might notice a pretty intense reaction to those foods, more intense than they were Mm -hmm. used to before when they were constantly eating those foods all the time. So Mm -hmm. that is what I've observed happening for some people who take a break from foods, but then reintroduce those foods prematurely. Their immune system definitely tells them in that scenario that they have a food sensitivity because they'll feel all sorts of symptoms like more anxiety, more depression. They might have stomach cramps, stomach aches, nausea, headaches, all sorts of different things that might indicate that their reaction to the food is negative. And it actually teaches the person to stay away from that food when it's such a clear response. Once that response is initiated, it usually takes about three days before all of that clears away. So it's not like you have a response and within an hour it goes away. That reaction to the food is going to stick around for another three days. Wow. Well, that's all the questions I have for you here. Great. Thank you so much for taking me through that. This has been so informative for me. I, I really appreciate it. I know that you were going to take us through a, a technique as well, right? Yeah, I think it was very useful to have an energy medicine technique that could be short, sweet, and useful. And so what I like to do is record at this point a technique that I often use with patients who have food sensitivities. The technique itself is called Empower Energy Technique. It's just one of the subsets of my infinite intention technique. It's under the umbrella of the infinite intention technique. And it's a little easier than trying to do infinite intention with it. So I wanted to share this with the audience. I've used it in the past with patients. And so I'm going to lead the audience through what I have used in terms of the EET technique. Okay, here we go. So we're going to start with energy breaths. And to do that, you close your eyes and take some nice, deep, relaxed breaths, focusing on your breath to help clear your mind. Visualize light within you and all around you. Think of your light as symbolic of or representing the idea of pure, perfect life energy. And life energy is the idea of unconditional love, peace, joy, truth, 
creativity, strength, harmony, balance, goodness, mercy, forgiveness, health, wholeness, purity, abundance, courage, freedom, order, beauty, power, and even space and time. All these wonderful qualities, as well as many wonderful life-affirming qualities, is what we mean by life energy. We think of life energy as coming from a pure, perfect, and infinite source of life energy. We set intention to be one with this infinite source of life energy, just as a sunbeam is one with the sun, or a wave is one with the ocean. We set intention to be one at all levels of being, whether it's spiritually, mentally, emotionally, physically, or socially, and through space and time, in our past, present, and future. We set intention to be open and receptive to divine spiritual support and healing. We ask for that divine spiritual support and healing to help maximize the healing process. We set intention that life energy will deliver all the healing energies that you need at all levels of being, whether it's in the past, present, or future, at optimum points in time, so that the healing can be more complete, profound, stress-free, and prolonged. All right. And now we're going to go ahead and do the Empower Energy Technique, or EET, on food sensitivities. And it goes like this. I now choose to be one with life energy, as a wave is one with the ocean, and be empowered to, number one, heal and release my hypersensitivity reaction to foods such as wheat, dairy, corn, eggs, sugars, meats, nuts, vegetables, and fruits. Number two, help heal and repair any remaining problems with leaky gut syndrome. Number three, heal and optimize healthy digestion and absorption of food and to heal any dysfunction or deficiencies with my liver and gallbladder. To optimize and support a healthy microbiome in my GI system. Number four, have a positive, receptive attitude and energy towards foods and nutrients. I completely and gratefully accept healing energy at all levels of being and through space and time from life energy to create and achieve this healing process. I embrace the positive shifts that occur as I heal and release the beliefs, emotions, habits, fears, pain, traumas, and other blockages that prevent me from receiving all the energy I need to heal and empower my life at all levels of being, now and through space and time. And just finish with a couple of nice, deep, relaxed breaths. As you breathe in, visualize that life energy flowing in. As you breathe out, release any 
blockages and stressors that might interfere with the effectiveness of your intentions. I would recommend that this particular technique called Empower Energy Technique be repeated again so that you do this twice and also that you would repeat this at least once a week for a couple of months just to make sure that all aspects of the food sensitivities can be dealt with both through the energy medicine techniques as well as through any efforts that you may have already made in changing your diet and other functional interventions. So I hope that this particular intervention, both holistic intervention and understanding of food sensitivities have been helpful for you. I'm grateful that you've listened to the end and I hope that you will be able to use this information for clearing food sensitivities from your life on a permanent basis. And I hope that you understand that in terms of healing mental illness, sometimes this is one of the core underlying causes is food sensitivities. The longer it's been going on for the individual, the more it can disrupt mental health and physical health as well. So if you like what you've heard, please subscribe to this weekly podcast for more amazing information and give a positive rating to help spread the message. Subscribe to my website, holisticpsychiatrist.com for wonderful stories and insights from my holistic practice and where you'll find links to all my social media platforms. And I hope you have a great week and come back for more stories and insights when it comes out either in my podcasts or my holistic updates. Thanks for listening and I hope you have a great week. The content provided by this podcast is for informational purposes only and has not been approved by the US FDA. This podcast is not intended to provide personal medical advice, which should be obtained from a medical professional. An ironic media production. Visit us at ironic media.com.